Tom Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your Tilo, Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm here with the low in your Tilo, Lorenzo, because my lovely husband. Hello. And abortion is a human right. Yeah, seriously, people. Come on. All right, let's um, w- uh, welcome back. Thank you for listening, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we are recording this on Friday early afternoon, like literally an hour after the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade came out. And um, we've always said we would like to stay in our lane and we, uh, we know why people listen to this podcast or why people come to our site. And it's not for political discussions. Um, on the other hand, uh, our viewership, our viewership, our listenership and our readership is majority female and the other, uh, the other 40% is gay men. And today's ruling is affecting, you know, women and gay people because they've already made clear. Yeah. They've already made it clear that they're going to go after, um, contraception, same-sex marriage and same-sex relationships like it's in writing i know that the court may actually hear cases deciding whether or not it's legal for people to be in a same-sex relationship 2023 yeah so that's a literally pre-stonewall mindset which brings me to my next point um, we had a podcast planned for today that was going to be partially uplifting, but also still sort of politically, more politically oriented than our normal um, podcast. We wanted to do some Pride Month material, and we were each going to pick a drag queen and, and you know, one of our favorite drag queens right. in history and do a little spotlight on, on each of them. And then this ruling came out, and it was like, well... You know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe li- listen. If this is not what you want to listen to right now, just yeah. I'm sorry, I'm but sorry, we can't yeah. predict. Um, we're trying to do our best here because we feel like ignoring it completely, or just doing some sort of happy fun. Because let me tell you, uh, when the ruling came down, we were both like, "All right, we'll continue putting up posts for the rest of today, but we're not doing any social media." Like we're, if we no, tried we to tweet about the Thor Love and Thunder red carpet today. We would get no. I can't have we can't attacked. have like, mood boards saying yay or nay for a shoe or a bag. We just can't do stuff like that. But at the same time, we want to give something so that you can get a little distracted right. if you feel like. And it. we had we have to do a right. podcast, so you know. Right. Uh, uh, this sounds more defensive than I'm. No, it's 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 not being defensive. It's yeah. that social media can be very uh, misleading. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't our intention. It's just that we woke up this morning like everybody else. With a day plan. With a day plan, and then everything just, you know, And uh, it's just, uh, you know, from where we sit, from years of doing this sort of work, we're like, yeah, I don't think we can just completely pretend this didn't happen. And we also had planned to talk about other issues. Uh, That's why. Um, So we had a Pride-themed podcast uh, planned for today, but we're not going to abandon that completely because... um, Part of what we were planning on talking about actually has a lot to do with the ruling today. And right. if, if if you were never clear about this before now, Clarence Thomas openly saying yes. in his ruling that uh, after we after we overturn abortion, we're going to go after right. contraception and same sex marriage. If you didn't know it before now, um, our causes are related and they always have been when right. it comes to things like women's liberation and queer liberation. They have always been right. 
working the same side of the street, even if they didn't get along with each other. Right. I mean, Um, they're already thinking about that. And that's what I meant by 2023, by the way. I know it's 2021, but this is... It's 2022, actually. Oh, I know. I'm confused. Yeah. I know it's 2021, but I'm saying... It's 2022. 22. I'm very confused. Uh, Anyway, sorry. 2022. And these issues uh, are probably going to be addressed in 2023. Yes. That's Uh, what I meant. For the rest of our... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so listen, um, we're, we still have a po- we still want to talk about drag queens today, and uh, part of the reason we want to talk about drag queens today is because it is Pride Month, and because I don't like to use the term expert to describe us. No, um, I, so I, I wouldn't say do. we're experts on drag, but we are authors of a book on the history of drag, and that's enough of a reason for us to want to weigh in on something that's been happening this month which is that uh drag queen story uh hours are being protested and in some right. cases attacked all over the country um and it, it's this is being done by right-wing culture warriors um and it's not unrelated to uh the ruling today so we're going to just sort of work our way through the feelings on both of these things giving you some of our expertise on the history of drag and why it matters. Um, And also on why, because this is in our book, on why, why drag queens are being attacked right now. And and we'll sort of unpack some of that. Now, this isn't the most uplifting podcast, and I really feel bad about this. But uh, we'll try and keep it, if not light, we'll try and keep it uh, not depressing. Is there anything you want to say Unrelated. Is there a TV show? I, I don't think you're allowed to talk about that Netflix no, show I'm, that I'm, you've I'm, been binging. I've been watching a new uh, show coming up, and it's actually, I, I thought it was hysterical, very funny. But you um, can't really, you I can't, can't really, do, well, I, I'm not saying which show, so right. uh, I can't talk about the show. But there are stuff coming up that I, I will talk about. Um, I'm very confused today, to be honest. No, um, I agree. I'm very confused. It's combobulated. Uh, I I woke up, and it's the thing that you you know it's coming, but you know, but your reaction is completely different when it's actually happening. Uh, you you just you're not prepared. I so understand. I, I am I'm very confused today, and I very I feel very sorry for every person. I wouldn't say just women, especially women, of course, but every person out there who has fought for women's rights. Uh, it's just a very bad day. Very, or very. if you know we're being expansive in our language, uh, people who can people who get pregnant. Yes, exactly. Um, but before we get into all these heady, heady, heady topics, and like I said, we will do our best. Um, right. uh, uh, because actually, one thing I do want to say at the top of this discussion is, um, f- I mean, feel despair if that's what you feel at the moment. Of course, like it's not my place to tell anyone what they should feel. If you feel despair right now, go with that feeling and let it flow through you and work your way through it. But what I want to say is, um, we don't have to give into despair at this moment. And part of the reason we're going to talk about some of these drag queens today uh, is because um, they are such avatars of not giving into despair and fighting on. Right. And it's why we find them such powerful figures. And we're willing to write an entire book about how incredible they are. Um, because when you look at the history of drag queens and drag performers, it's um, it's full of astonishingly brave people who got up and created beauty out of nothing in in the face of just 
unfathomable opposition at the time. Right. So, um, you know what? Um, just if you can do anything, if, if you need anything to hold on to, think about drag queens, because in a lot of ways they are aspirational. And before we get into that, I do want to take a moment to talk about my Bombas socks. There's just no good segue here. So um, uh, I, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we love our Bombas socks. And um, uh, my, my sock drawer is full of nothing but Bombas socks. And even though we're in the hottest months of the year, I am still pulling out Bombas socks Right. Almost every day to wear um, because their little ankle socks are just flawless and they never get stretched out. And actually, we went to my, our niece's wedding last week and I wore, uh, for the first time, my Bombas dress socks because I bought Bombas dress socks right. during uh, lockdown. And I have not had any reason to wear dress oh, I know, socks. I know. Since it was then. our first time yeah. in a huge uh, gathering. And, 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 you know, it was amazing. It was a nice celebration. And, it was lovely. And we wore our Bumba socks. <laughs> and, yeah. And my goodness, those things went all the way up yeah. to my knee. And they never, and you know, I have enormous calves. They never sagged or stretched the entire day. They were awesome. Okay, so none of this is copy. Let me read copy. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, like comfy performance styles made with sweat-wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. Bombas no-show socks are designed for comfort while being specially engineered to never fall down, so let your ankles be free to soak up the sunlight. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear is so breathable and fits so well, it feels like you're wearing nothing at all in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. So... Go to bombas.com slash T-L-O and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash T-L-O for 20% off. Bombas.com slash T-L-O. Thank you, Bombas. That's what I love about One Bombas. One good thing in the world. Yes, that's what I love about Bombas is that you're getting a great product, but you they're also donating. They're also uh, helping people. And I think that's what comes down to this conversation is the fact that you really have to help people, uh, not necessarily your group your you know segment of society but help everyone you think it needs help and right. support uh that's one thing i learned as a gay man is that i need the support of a lot of other people mm-hmm. outside my community to make things move and in, in, in the direction that they're supposed to go so I agree. that's why we feel so strongly about women's rights about everything it's all connected yes and um at before we get further into this topic, let me just say it's quite possible that uh, some of our listeners are Republican voters right. and some of our listeners are pro-life. I don't know your lives and I won't make assumptions. If this conversation upsets you, I, well, I won't apologize for that no, at all. We fundamentally not. disagree yeah. on something. Um, but I will ask you if you do, if you haven't turned off this podcast by now, if you're still listening, uh, please Please understand that these things are connected. So you might be pro-life, but 
if you support today's decision, then you're anti-gay by definition, because along with this decision came the the warning shot fired that they are going after contraception, same-sex marriage, and same-sex relationships. So understand, even if you are personally pro-life, the political movement, the pro-life political movement in this country is completely bound up in every other right-wing movement, which means if you support today's decision, you are also supporting the fact that children are getting gunned down in our classrooms and no one's really doing anything about it. I'm sorry if that's harsh, but these things are connected. Yes, that that is a fact of it. So I know I grew up Catholic. I'm an Irish Catholic. I know I knew plenty of people in my life who were pro-life. Um, I'm not going to cut people out of my life or discount them because of that. But I do reach out to any of you who are listening who uh, don't believe in, and I'm actually being respectful and using the term pro-life when it's really anti-choice. Um, but if you believe that, I, I'm i not here to attack your belief in that. I'm, I'm really kind of here to point out that following through on that belief means a whole bunch of other things come tumbling down along with it because it is not disentangled from things like m- my ability to be married, let alone my ability to even have a relationship with my husband. And it also means you and your daughters will not be able to get IUDs. Well, like, that's, I mean, it's all connected. Yeah, that's the thing with those court uh, decisions is that they 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 take those decisions to to further even more. Uh, they you don't know, stop. There they is don't no stop. stopping yes, that. Exactly. They, they don't stop. They use that to go after something else, and then something else, and then you know when then you have no rights. Fundamentally, the the machinery that is in place to remove a right from people is not going to stop at that one right. Exactly. Because exactly. it's a machine for removing rights. Exactly. Um, it just it doesn't get switched off once you switch it on. Um, but you know what? I'm not here to berate people. Again, if, if you believe what you believe, but you have to know that we fundamentally disagree and also your belief is going to hurt us um, in the long run because people are going, they are going to try and overturn our marriage or at least make sure that no other gay people in this country can get married. Um, the bottom line is that you have to get out of your comfort zone and, and look around you and see who needs help right. who, and, and help them if you believe in what, in, you know, what they're fighting for. Right. And I strongly believe that you should look around and see who needs help because things only happen when you get the help of other people who aren't like you or who, who sort of look not going through the, thing, the same things you're going through. Um, um, that's one of the things I've learned as a gay man again. Yes, absolutely. And this actually makes a pretty good segue into what we were originally planning to talk about today and how it connects to the events of today. Um, This month, there have been several uh, attacks on drag queen story hours across the country. There was one in um, um, San Lorenzo, California library where uh, they had to shut down the event because a bunch of Proud Boys showed up. If you don't know, the Proud Boys are a neo-fascist all-male group. Um, of right-wing, uh, you know, Christian ethno-fascists. That's what they are. Uh, white supremacy. They hate everything but white men. Uh, and they showed up at this drag queen event. Oh, and if you don't know, Drag Queen Story Hour has been around for pretty much close to a decade now across this country. And right. I know in other countries they do it. Where libraries or other 
uh, community centers um, bring in a drag queen to read a children's book to children the same way they would bring in other entertainers or other you know famous people to read to children. And let's remind everyone out there, there is the consent of the parents. You know, it's not just done without yeah, the parents. It's not some drag show. They are not twerking and split and doing splits and lip syncing. That's not what it <laughs> They're is. They're just reading a book. It's drag queens sitting in a library reading children's books to children. It could not possibly be more wholesome. Um, and it's been going on for a really long time. And not, no no one is being forced to go to these things. Um, and by every account, if you've ever seen pictures or videos of these events, these kids are enthralled. Right. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, so, okay, they attacked an event in uh, North Carolina. And, oh, no, that was in San Lorenzo, California. And that was like three weeks ago this week. They attacked an event in North Carolina. And they... Um, uh, were locked out of the room and they were banging on the doors screaming bring out the drag queens of course the implication being that they wanted to kill them or beat the shit out of them yeah. it was a threat another capital and they situation were, there was some uh, one of the people who had a flea was a mother with a 17 month old because they are, they will go to these events and scream at the children yeah they don't care how bad mm-hmm. that looks because well first off the proud boys they don't care if they look bad. Looking bad is part of the appeal for them. But this is what I wanted to get into. They don't care that they look bad doing this. They don't care that they look crazy doing this. All they care about is scaring parents from going to these events, scaring libraries into canceling these events. They don't care how they look. All they care about is the outcome. And this is something God, this is something the left does not understand about the far right in this country or even the, the near right in this country. They don't care. They don't care what you think of them. They don't care if they look like hypocrites. They don't don't care. They just don't care. So trying to shame people on the right out of the, you know, those kind of views, it's never going to work. Anyway, um, so the Proud Boys don't care how they look. They know they look crazy. They want to look crazy. They want to scare people. And they don't just want to scare drag queens. Honestly, they're almost incidental to what they're really trying to do, which is scare allies. They are trying to make anything LGBTQ-related shameful and scary to anybody who who might want to be an ally, who goes, might want right. to visit these events. So, and there was a there was a um, another library on in Long Island last week that canceled all their pride events and removed all their pride. That's events. what happens. Yes, be- that's the goal. The goal is not necessarily to beat up drag queens, although believe me, they would love to do that. The long-term goal, and there's always, always a long-term goal with these people. And anybody on the left who doesn't understand that at this point is, I don't know what to do to wake you up. Anyway, the long-term goal is to make sure you straight people don't come. That's what I meant by by how important it is to have the support of other people outside Mm -hmm. your community because they they know where we stand, queer people. Uh, They're going after the people who support us. That's what they're... We're nothing without our allies. That has always been true. Uh, Queer people in this country are not... It is why, in our book, we actually devoted that entire chapter to non-queer allies. Yes. Uh, Because we... um, The history of queer liberation and queer culture, it would not have survived without uh, well-thinking, well-meaning straight people who were able to give us room, give right. us a spotlight, and eventually march with us and, and you know help us secure our rights. Um, so 
they know what they're doing. They know. The first thing they do is scare away the, the liberal moms and dads who might think about bringing their kids to something like this. And then to get the libraries to cancel these events completely. And they're succeeding. And listen, I, I would never sit here and tell a, cha- a parent to put themselves or their children in harm's way. But if you find yourself reconsidering going to uh, queer supportive events because you're afraid, um, just know that you're doing exactly what they, what they said. Want. That's yeah. exactly what they want. I'm not asking anyone to put their lives on the line. Um, but, I mean, I'm probably going to a march tonight. If I can get all my work done today early enough, I might be going. And it's probably a scary time to be doing marches in this country, but... Um, I, I just feel like I have to say that but the the goal of these uh, attacks on drag queen story hours, they are starting with the most wholesome aspects of queer visibility. I mean, they're nothing more wholesome than reading a children's book to children. Right. So they're going to start checking those off the list, and then they're just going to go further and further until we're back to the days of it's illegal for um, you know people of the same gender to talk to each other in a bar, which. I need to remind some of you was true in my lifetime. Yes. If you were born pre-Stonewall, then in your lifetime, it was illegal for two people of the same sex to talk to each other in a bar for any length of time without the cops coming right. in. Right. I've, I've mentioned on Twitter, and I'll mention again, that I was tear gas at a bar because it was a gay bar. Yeah. And, and the police came, and, and the whole thing happened. It does happen. And it, it did can, happen. It, it wasn't even yeah, that long it ago happen, when it was happening. And it can happen again if we let them. Yeah. Um, that's the bottom line here. You can't. You just can't. So you just have to, if you believe that this thing, this whatever's happening right now mm-hmm. is wrong, you have to show your support. You have to do everything you can to avoid that to continue happening. I, um, I don't have a path towards what people should do. Because right now I I'm reeling from it, and I like I said I'll probably wind up going to a march tonight, um, and I'm sure I'll go to more marches, and of course I will vote in November. Of course I will, but all of this seems fairly inadequate to me. I don't know what people are supposed to do. Um, all I know is um, this is not a time to be afraid, uh, and it's definitely not a time to stop being an ally. Um, we only get, we only secure our rights and our safety when we build coalitions with each other. Yes. That has always been the case of the left. And actually that was the case on the right. That's why gun lobbyists and evangelicals are marching hand in hand on the right right, because they built an unstoppable coalition. Um, so I, and the one thing I know from my many, many years as a democratic voter and a person on the left is that we are just riven with infighting and people not wanting to see each other's point of view and and that it's not the time for that it's yeah. not the time for that and, it's the and, time for coalition building and remaining strong allies even in small ways even by going I mean. to drag yeah. queen story hour yeah. they operate on fear and um and you and dividing people and dividing people and we just can't let that happen if you're a gay man if you're a straight man support women if you were a, a, a support trans women support trans support women support black support, women yeah, support women in general 
uh, because they need our help. They need our support. Right. You can't just say, this is not about me anymore. This is not the time it's for that. It's about us. It's about all of us. It's about your future children, your future daughters. Right. It's about everybody out there. Right. And you just have to show your support. Uh, now, um, I may have told this story on the podcast before, um, but one of the things that comes up that, you know, reasonable allies start asking, well, why why do kids need to be around drag queens? And, you know, why do kids need to learn about pride? And that's the point of all these things is to get, quote unquote, reasonable people start asking questions. Kids don't need to be around drag queens any more than they need to be around Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's yes. entertainment for them. Yes, exactly. Um and in terms of why do they need to learn about pride? Because they live in the world. Right. Because pride is a thing that happens every June because their parents are queer or their siblings are queer or their uncles are, and aunts are queer right. or their teachers or coaches or doctors. They live in the world. We are at a time of extreme high, uh, the highest queer visibility in the recorded history, which is, of course, why all of this is happening at the moment. Um so why do kids need to know about pride? Because it's history. Because it's the world that they live in. Um, and uh, in terms of whether or not kids can handle drag queens, well, first off, there is no evidence that they can't handle it. Drag queen story hours have been going on all over the world for, I'm pretty sure, close to a decade now. There are children's books written uh, uh, by drag queens about drag queens that have been, you know, s right. sold really well. And there's been no indication that any kid wound up in therapy over this or that it has done any sort of damage to kids or that um, any sort of untoward messaging is going out there because despite what the uh, people who are showing up at these protests think, these are not stripper shows. These are not... These queens aren't working blue. They are literally dressed appropriately in front of children, reading, reading material yes. written for children. Right. Um, this is just an old, old, old playbook that I can remember. I can remember, what's her name? Um, Anita Bryant in the 1970s, who went after all of uh, any sort of gay rights uh, bills all over the country, claiming that we were grooming children. And this is the same... Rhetoric is coming up again and again. To to be visibly queer in front of children equals grooming them or indoctrinating them in the eyes of these people. And that's just, not, it's people living their lives. I can't not be queer. So me being queer in front of, you know, my nieces and nephews, right, it right. wasn't indoctrination, it was life. And they all grew up with it just fine. Which brings me to this story. Um, when uh, my father was in hospice care, um, he passed away almost three years ago and um i went to visit him because we got the galleys for legendary children and i was so excited he was so excited about the book and um i you know the book was coming out that march the following march and mm -hmm. there was not a lot of fate that he would live to see the day and he didn't um explain what a galley is so people <laughs> wouldn't know a galley is a mock-up of your book. It's an it's usually sent out to critics and reviewers, but it's also sent to you so you can see what your book looks like before it, you right. can hold it in your mm -hmm. hand. It's not fully corrected, and it'll have a stamp on it that says that this is not a fully you know this is not for sale. Not it the is final. Not the book. final, mm -hmm. and it usually does have typos and stuff in it. But it had the full wraparound cover and all the chapters. And so I went to visit my dad, and like I said, he was end stage at this point, and um. 
to show him the cover. And my sister was there with our niece. Um, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. I know my sister sometimes listens to this in the car. So Charlotte, if you're in the backseat, hello, this is about you. <laughs> um, so uh, Charlotte saw the cover of our book. And if you've seen the cover, I certainly hope you have seen the cover. I hope it's sitting on your nightstand right now. <laughs> um, once again, that's Legendary Children, the first decade of RuPaul's Drag Race and the last century of queer life. NPR chose it as one of the best books of 2020. I'm telling you, happy pride. Okay, anyway, back to my story. She sees this cover, and it's it's done in a comic book style, and it's all these really glamorous-looking, mostly women. Lots or, of colors. Or femme-presenting people. Uh, it's colorful. It was drawn like a comic book, and she was immediately drawn to it, like any kid that age would be. But especially, I think, a girl, because there were all these femme figures on, you know, figures in makeup and wigs and dresses. And she asked, and she knew we had a book coming out, and she asked who they were. And sort of like, what is what is this book about? And she knew it wasn't a children's book, you know, that sort of thing. And I, you know, I got the go-ahead from my sister. We just, she just sort of nodded and she let me go and explain what the book was about. Uh, Charlotte wound up coming to our uh, reading at yeah. the free library yeah. uh, when yes. our book yeah. came out. And she asked a question. If you go find the video on online. Oh, my God. Yeah, she yeah. asked a question. She asked a question. I forgot I about it. I can't remember. It was a good I question. I forgot about it. Yeah. Anyway, um... So, uh, but this was a couple, a year earlier or so. So she was about five at the time. And so it was very easy for me to explain this to her. I um, told her that drag queens were mostly performers and that they put on huge wigs and lots of makeup and usually a lot of sparkle and color. And they portray characters and they get up on a stage and they sing or they dance or they tell jokes or they tell stories. A performer in a costume, like half of Sesame Street, like, you know, <laughs> uh, all the characters in Disney World. And I think I actually made those references. I was like, you know, how like when you go to Disney World and you see like someone dressed up like Elsa. Um, and I just made that comparison. And then I, I, then I pulled up the Kitty Girl video from RuPaul's Drag Race because it's a really upbeat sort of, and it's 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 G-rated for the most part. It, it, there's nothing in it that uh, I wouldn't have shown a five-year-old. It's just, you know, um, all the all-star queens sing about being a kitty girl and walking down the street to the beat and all that stuff. Um, but um, it's Shangela and Kennedy Davenport, and none of those queens, they all use their quote-unquote male voices they 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 are all deep voiced they look like beautiful barbie dolls but they as soon as you open their mouth and i wanted her to see that and that's when i sort of and she loved first off she loved the video i mean it's just all these barbie dolls come to life singing and (laughs) dancing they uh, trixie mattel is in the video she's got a big purple wig on and but from the opening note you can tell that kennedy davenport has a man's voice so as soon as the song started, I was like, do you hear it? Do you hear that voice? And she said, yeah. And I, I just sort of slowly walked her into the idea that that's, that's a man dressed up like that. That's the man singing. That's why it sounds that way. Some people who do drag, they look like they're women, but they're actually men dressed up like women. And that's it. That's all you, there's, you don't have to present it as a sexual thing, because honestly, in drag, it's not a sexual thing. Right. It's a performing thing. Right. Um, that's all you have to do. And then I showed her Kitty Girl. I showed her a couple of other things. I showed her RuPaul, who looks like a Barbie doll. 
And she was completely enthralled by it and never, ever. And that was it. That was it. She moved on to playing with something. Like, she just moved on and that was it. Um, The only... I I can remember going back maybe 20 years ago when, when gay marriage was was you know being debated and um there was this whole thing about how to explain it how do you explain this to children and i i this it's the same thing where i'm like well how do you explain marriage to children like you don't have to make it all weird right not to get blunt well i will get blunt for too many people too many straight people they get hung hung up on things like the butt fucking Right. You know what I mean? They get it always up. goes back to it always goes these, back these two to, men or these two women having sex. Yeah, what are they doing? And they right. do these things right. that I wouldn't do. You, you know, you really don't have yeah. to look at queer people that way. You really don't. Um, and you certainly don't have to explain right. them to children but the, that way. But that's because it's not about the children. It's about them. It's about them. It's about their yeah. issues. Their issues. And they use the children, right. Uh, right. you know, to 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 further their their you know, racism and and, right. and and homophobia and everything else because right. it's not about the children. And, um, you know, again, to sort of bring this connection again, you know, the, the Proud Boys were not just uh, storming drag queen story hours. They were also leading the insurrection on 1-6. Exactly. Uh, and that insurrection was to overturn the government and put the man who put all of these Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court uh-huh. back into power even though he had been voted out. It's all related and if you care about one of these things you're just going to have to come to accept the fact that you have to care about them all about them regardless of whether yes you know and this is again we've said this before about things like um the attack on trans children and on trans athletes and it's they start these attacks in the areas where they know they can get quote unquote reasonable people to ask questions. Well, should trans athletes be competing against girls really? And well, should children really be understood? And then the next thing you know, it's illegal for children to get any trans care and they're going after their parents and trying to put their parents in jail. It doesn't stop. There is no um, short term removal of rights machinery it can only go in one direction and it doesn't stop. The direction is backwards and it does not stop. And it proves that they really don't care about the children or, or the, the, you know, the straight couple relationship or whatever. They're go, they go after these people because that's the way they can uh, shame these people and have these people completely removed from any, any type of, of, of support yeah, um, um, that's what they do. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. Bottom line is, you can't roll a ball halfway down a hill. Right. Once you start rolling that ball, it's going to go all the way back down that hill. There's no. It's you know, it's the gravity of politics. Um, there is no way to support today's ruling and call yourself a gay ally. Sorry, you're going to have to deal with that. Um, and that is part of what we want, why we wanted to talk about this today. Again, I really don't want to be a downer. And I know so many people are really angry and really scared right now. Um, and to all of you, I offer nothing but my full-throated, heartfelt support. Listen, we, we do everything we can to support everyone, including, obviously, women. We do. We right. do because we believe in everything that that they, you know, they have the right to have. Um and 
same thing with gay men, gay marriage, uh, or queer, the queer community, and everything. We do trans our best. Trans rights, trans all rights, of all of that. Um, you know, um, Black Lives Black Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we we. Me we, too. All exactly. of it. It all is all it. connected. That's why it's all being yes. attacked by the same people. Yeah, you can't say as I've heard many many times. You know, I don't. I'm not thinking of getting married so why would i care about gay marriage or the same thing well i'm not going to have an abortion i'm not so trans so not why do trans. i care about yeah. trans why people? do i care you know i'm not a black person why would i care i'm not an asian person why would i care i'm not in danger you can't think that way uh you really can't not today you can't um you have we're to begging do you not to you, we're begging you not to that's pretty much it i agree with you um it's just you have to do everything you can to support someone out there who needs help um we're yeah we're all in this together and um like i said we offer our full throated support i don't know where we go from here honestly but i'm probably marching tonight right and i hope yes i hope um anyone listening they can gather themselves up soon and start making those phone calls start you know uh making those marches and do what you can uh yeah supporting supporting well, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to use the the podcast to advocate anything illegal, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I hope we gave you something to think about. I hope we didn't uh, drag you too far down. Uh, it's just a it's a dark day in this country. There's no other way for me to put it. Um, even if you, like I said, don't believe personally in abortion, um, I hope you think about how much further this ball is going to roll down that hill. Uh, anyway, thank you, Kittens, once again for listening. We'll come back with something completely frivolous yeah. and lighthearted next week. In fact, we'll probably do a couple of those pride profiles that we that said we, we were going to do. we keep saying we're going to do, but, you know, uh, the world kept happening. getting shit in the way. kept happening. Yes. And uh, we were very strong about support, uh, and that's why we wanted to address that. Uh, All right. Uh, so... Um, Take care of yourselves. Find solace in your allies and your friends and your family. Uh, and um, uh, we'll be back next week with something lighthearted and whatever else crosses our eyes across our desk. Until then, love you, mean it. Bye-bye. Bye.